Welcome to Wild and Crazy Guys. The Athletic presents Hogan Johns. Hogan for the win. Put in we're going to consistently put players in position to succeed. The most important piece is we're going to take the North and never give it back. From CHGO, it's Adam Hope. I don't think that this is a, bit, a full rebuild, but you definitely have to retool your roster. And from The Athletic, it's Adam Johns. Hey, what's up, Flues? And we're going to have measurable ways for standards of performance every single rep, every single game. Anyway, uh, who cares? Now, here they are, the Adams. Hogan Johns. Hey, what's up? Welcome in Hogan Johns with you. Post game edition. You, you can see Johnsy if you're watching on YouTube trying to lean over in there. He wants to get you that nice stadium shot. Give you a little way. look. Look at hey, that. Oh. Look at that. Oh, get the I, water bottle all the way. Get out of here, Aquafina. I have to say, I do appreciate there she is. The, the Giants went all the way in with their retro end zones, too. So they did a good job today from that perspective. And the lights just went off in this. Oh, you can still see me okay, right? Yeah. What, <laughs> they turn the lights off on you? It's a motion sensor. I'm in the Bears oh. booth. This is where Tom Thayer and Jeff Joniak were earlier today. Oh, I thought you were going to say Bears coaches booth where they decided no, it's to one over. Uh, you know, never go for a fourth down. Let me look over there. I know. Dark. Shades are in there. Oh, motion lights kick back on. Are there are there Here any we are, Adam Hogue. Are there any signs in the Bears coaches booth that say <laughs> whatever you do, do not go for it on fourth down? So Matt Eberflus actually liked how that played out for him though. I heard that. I hate that. Tell he me what he said. That specifically in his in his introduction is his preface of his he, he liked how they didn't get the ball conference. until there was 12 seconds left. <laughs> well, he would have liked Valus Jones Jr. to to catch the ball at the 50 and not sure. lose the the possession there. One of many mistakes for the Bears today. It, it's just a good reminder to me though that okay, I, I got to say I actually sort of understood the logic there with punting. They don't have a quarterback. There's a pretty good chance that even though there's Saquon Barkley over there, you are going to stop them. You got a great punt. You did stop them. You got the punt coming back at you, but you also lost all three timeouts. And the reality is, even no, if you they, had, they still they still had one more left. They okay. still had one more left. But they even if you do go for it on fourth and don't get it, you still have your timeouts to use. You still can get a stop. You won't have the same field position. But it's just a good reminder that. Just because you're punting doesn't mean it's going to play out the way you hope it does. Even in an extreme case for Valus Jones Jr. can't hold on to the football. Yeah, windy day. Kind of a, an odd wind that kind of swirled around here. It wasn't in one discernible direction. But I don't mind it, like you said. The the offense was struggling. Uh, the passing game, at least in the second half, really wasn't working. You need to help out Justin Field as much as you can. Play the field position game. It worked out. Until the very end for Matt Eberflus. Yeah, well, the, uh, yeah. To, to say the offense is struggling is putting it mildly. Um, but as we like to do, we will talk about Justin Fields here. You know, I'm, I'm interested to look at this tape, Johns. Um, I think it's a little better. I think there's, there were some things early on I liked. I thought his pocket presence was a little bit better, but... I still have a feeling you go back and you see a couple scrambles where guys probably were open to throw the ball to. The third and ten, it sure looked like Mooney came open over the middle. Now, he got it with his legs so good, but I just feel like at some point the running quarterback has to understand that 
when you start to run, they're going to start to collapse on you. There's going to be opportunities to pop the ball over their head, maybe for some big plays. And, you know, I just, instead of micro-picking, is that a word, micro-picking, micro-analyzing, whatever, the quarterback. There you go. That works better. Yeah, I like micro-picking. I think I might add that to my vocabulary. Um, can we just all agree that the offense sucks and it's broken and, like, they just, like, I don't care. Coaching quarterback play receiving offensive line like what it, it just has to be better it's awful right now i i think like there's glimpses came out with an absolute laser to down the mooney over the middle his first completion of the game first pass of the game the 56 yarder in single coverage to mooney was a perfectly thrown throw beautiful pass love the arc on it in a windy day i should say but look when you've only completed 34 passes over four games. It's not just the quarterback. It's the offensive line. It's all of the above. It's the play calling. It's the receivers not getting open fast enough. Sure, maybe we blame Justin Fields too much, and as the quarterback, a lot of the blame goes to him. But this this passing game, it doesn't work. It just doesn't work right now. It's a work in progress. Like You, you have to... Have some context. It's the fourth game of all of these guys in this offense. Darnell Mooney uh, made sure to say that in the locker room after. Like they, he wants to hurry things up. He mm-hmm. likes the offense. It's a fun offense to play in, but they're not there yet. Everybody knows it. Everybody sees it. The opposing team sees it. We in the press box see it, and I think everybody at home should see it too. It's hard to watch, man. When you say we see it, we see it. It's, 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 you know, and I just keep coming back to how many of these post game shows have we done over the years where it's like, really? I mean, how far back can, can they set back offensive football? And, and by the way, I don't know if you've seen this, John, it's contagious. The Atlanta Bears won a game today with seven passing completions. <laughs> This is contagious. It's- Somewhere John Fox is just giddy beyond <laughs> compare. <laughs> Telling everybody, I did that once. Let me tell you about a time we went down to Carolina and Eddie Jackson returned two turnovers for a touchdown. Oh, man, it's 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 brutal right now. Um, all right, well, we appreciate you guys watching. Make sure you're following us on Twitter at Adam Hogue, at Adam Johns. Johns, of course, will have all the coverage from... MetLife Stadium, where he is right now. If you're watching on YouTube right now, you can see that. And um, and make sure you're reading the stuff at The Athletic, theathletic.com slash Hogan Johns. I have some initial thoughts already up at allchgo.com as well. And the merch is available on obviousshirts.com. You can including the shirt that I'm wearing right now with the Hogan Johns Walking Bear logo. Um, we got to talk about the defense, though, too, in this game. I mean, I don't know the offense is bad. It's almost hard to evaluate this defense right now because, on one hand, for the fourth straight game, they did not allow a touchdown in the second half. And you would hope you would have an offense that can take advantage of that. That's a pretty good feat in today's NFL. You're holding all your opponents and not scoring a touchdown in the second half. You should be able to win games off of that. Now, the Bears have won two games. They are 2-2. Two and two. But at the same time, it took too long, in my opinion, John, today to make a adjustments. Let, let's give Mike Kafka, our guy Mike Kafka, Southside, St. Rita, Northwestern, a shout-out for, really, I thought, taking it to Allen Williams for most of this game. Now, eventually, they did make some adjustments to counter 
the boot, the play action that were killing the Bears off of a scary running back that you do have to account for in Saquon Barkley. It's not easy. But I thought Mike Katka was taking it to Alan, Alan Williams for a lot of this game. Matty Iberflus said that they were pulling the guards with some of those, and that confused the linebackers in terms of the reads, what they're supposed to react to, like where their eyes are supposed to be. A lot of times they read the guards. So that that confused them a bit. And yes, it took them a long time to – it felt like a long time to adjust. I felt like there was opportunities where they where they could have made plays. Daniel Jones still got out. Still a, a decent player on the move. But you're right. You want to see that happen quickly. You don't want to have your uh, the opposing quarterback have two naked bootleg touchdown runs. It's awful. Right. It's just uh... – and, and to your point, like about the Bears not allowing – like a second half touchdown, that's that's a positive. But you want a negative? You know how much what, what the rushing yards average against them is against in, in four games this year? It's not good. It's got to be towards the bottom of the league. One hundred and eighty-three point three rushing yards per game allowed this season. Yeah, that is a whole lot of rushing yards, Adam Hogue. Yeah, it's that's more than the Bears' run game is producing. That's a darn good run game they have with the Bears' offense that they have. It is. I don't mean to be like total doom and gloom here, but you do worry that this thing might start to go downhill pretty quickly because to combine their offensive struggles with the fact that you give up that many rushing yards a game, it's going to be hard to possess the football because teams are just going to hold the ball and you're not even going to get it. And then your possessions are going to be limited. And oh, by the way, you can't do much when you get those possessions. Yeah, it's concerning. That's concerning. 183.3 183.3 rushing yards. Oh, man. Um, all right. So let's stay on the defense since we're there. Uh, defensive takeaways. Just, I mean, it, it kind of goes back to you're allowing. It's one thing to give up yards to Saquon Barkley. Like you come into this game and you're like, he's going to get his 100 yards, whatever. You could probably live with it. But to give up those two rushing touchdowns to Daniel Jones when they just counter right after that, that run action. It's that was hard to swallow. Guys couldn't so, get off their blocks. Eyes were terrible. Come on. So the, the Giants run for 262 rushing yards today. A lot of that Saquon Barkley. He was scary at times. I thought Eddie Jackson, for sticking with the defense, played an exceptional game. You had the interception that was kind of like a punt, but what are you supposed to do there? You want him to make the play in the ball. You want him to try to make a return in that situation. We've seen him have some electric returns in his career. I thought he was a great tackler on the open field. But Roquan Smith can't lose one-on-one to Tyrod Taylor on third down. Nicholas Morrow. Yes, that was bad. Nicholas Morrow has to stop Saquon Barkley in third and nine. At least slow him down better on that screenplay. Robert Quinn needs to have more than one quarterback hit and one shared tackle in this game. He just does. So you look at team stats, but I also want to look at some of those individual performances, individual plays. Your best players, Roquan Smith, needed to be better in that situation against Tyrod Taylor. Robert Quinn needed to produce more of a pass rush. I'm I'm happy you brought up those two defensive plays because those two specific plays from your linebackers making plays in the backfield. Um, the 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 Nicola, the. We're sitting here in the CHO studios, John's the second Nicholas Morrow misses that tackle on Barkley, which was like 
10 yards in the backfield at that point. I think Barkley's still running backwards. I'm like, oh, this is going to be really bad. Like the second he missed that tackle, I'm like, oh, you're going to pay for that one. And sure enough, he gets around, and they end up scoring a touchdown on that drive. And then same thing. Like if Roquan Smith wants to get paid what he thinks he should be paid, that tackle on Tyrod Taylor is a play that needs to be made. Absolutely just has to be made. By any linebacker. Forget the highest paid <laughs> linebacker in the game. That's not Michael Vick out there. No. <laughs> make, make the tackle. It was a heck of a play by Tyrod Taylor. Give, give him some credit. Right. He got banged up pretty bad later in the game by Nicholas Morrow. But did you know like Nicholas Morrow did not re-record his first official tackle in the game until like late in the third quarter? Oof, that's a bad look. Yeah, it was that's... second and twenty-one. Saquon Barkley left guard to Chicago twenty-eight five-yard run. Nicholas Morrow tackle. It's got to be better than that. That's not good. Uh, what were your offensive takeaways from the game? I thought the run game. They tried to establish it, but the the big runs, the chunk runs, weren't there, and they were missing that. Khalil Herbert was the better of the backs. Should be expected. I don't know if Abner really found. The lanes he needed. I don't know if his eyes are in the right place looking for those landmarks that he needs to have as the Bears running back. I thought a couple times he broke outside too soon, sort of letting the the blocking develop some lanes with that, that zone scheme. Um, the passing game is the passing game, man. What, I don't want, like, what what needs to be said other than, like, the statistics. I don't know what Justin Fields said afterwards. He, you know, statistics don't matter, but they really are what they what they are, right? At this point, like, let, let me read you his stat line. Do you, have, for, do you have to read it? I'm, I'm doing it. It's already <laughs> did it. I already have it. I flipped the page here. 11 for 22, 174 yards. So he, he did get that over on that famous prop bet that was out there. Six sacks, his long one, 56 yards to Mooney, 76.7 rating. We all know the Bears have the worst by a considerable margin, the worst passing offense in the league, and they're standing, they're not even close to like flirting with like the 31st right now. No, I, I think, I, I actually checked it the other day, and there were some Canadian Football League teams that were creeping into the uh, NFL <laughs> rankings ahead of the Bears. Come on, come on. Uh, um, Funny no, guy I, right there. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true, it's just, it, it's... And and so I think two things are, are are now becoming glaringly true as we are four games into this season. Okay. One, and they could both be true at the same time. One is the fears that we all had preseason about there not being enough weapons and too young of an offensive line that was gonna have to figure things out on the fly are coming true. This is not a great environment for Justin Fields to learn and develop. That can be a true excuse, reason, whatever, while also being true that he's got to be a lot better. Like, even with that context thrown in there, I think he was slightly better. I have a feeling part of the reason why he was defensive. Was he defensive? That's how it came off following it from afar. He was a bit defensive. I I I felt that in the, the press conference room. And I think that's because in his mind, I'm thinking he probably thought his footwork was better this week and his pocket presence was better this week. I thought it was slightly better. I still think the film's going to show, and I know for one thing, there was a throw to, I think it was Dante Pettis on the 
right sideline. Um, he just got to it a little too late. Like he, the play developed how he's supposed to, and he just threw the ball too late. And the safety came over and was able to knock it away. Like the ball's just got to be out faster sometimes. It's a common theme every single week. So he's got the excuses; they're valid. I think that's something that GM Ryan Poles is going to have to answer for at some point, whenever the next time is he talks to the media. Um, but still, the quarterback has plays that are being left out there at the same time. You can't go 5 for 15 on third down. You can't yeah. go 0 for 3 in the red zone. Just go back. I'm looking it up right now. I want to say it was, yes, their second possession. It opens up with that beautiful deep ball. 56 yards to Darnell Mooney in single coverage, right? You get down yeah. to the Giants. Oh, there's a roughing pass or penalty in, in this possession, too. So you're you're into the red zone, right? And then, like, he, he's sacked. I'm first and 10 from the Giants, 12. You Like, you watch that play. Colcomet's open. He may not score, but he'll get you closer. Yeah. That is like Justin Fields' season in a nutshell. You got the glimpse of the 56-yarder, and then you got the sack with the guy open right there because he held the ball too long. It's it's a uh, it's a problem. And it was a rollout play where it looked like like that ball like and actually Justin Fields acknowledged just after the game like he's got to get that ball out quicker. To Cole Clement. Like, that was his first... I don't want to know if... I, I can't say exactly if that was his first read, but he was right there. Right there. If you're like me, you believe there needs to be more stylish, functional, business, casual menswear that is both high quality and durable that could withstand your day. I'm talking about maybe hanging out in the press box... Watching the game later with your friends, maybe getting a quick nine holes in. That's why men's closets were due for a radical reinvention, and Roan stepped up to the challenge. Roan's commuter collection is the most comfortable, breathable, and truly versatile set of products known to man. They have products for every occasion. We're talking about the world's most comfortable pants, dress shirts, quarter zips, polos, and blazers. They look great as individual pieces, maybe with a Hogan Johns polo or quarter zip, but they also work seamlessly together. Rowan's signature four-way stretch fabric is breathable, flexible, works everywhere from your commute to work to the 19th hole. It's time for unparalleled confidence without all the hassle. Rowan's commuter collection features wrinkle-release technology and is 100% machine washable. Looking good is that easy. The commuter collection can get you through any workday and straight into whatever comes next. Head to roan.com slash Adam and use promo code Adam to save 20% off your entire order. That's 20% off your entire order when you head to rhone.com slash Adam and use code Adam. It's time to find your corner office comfort. All right, let's name our MVPs of the game. Can I go with the obvious one first? Because I don't have a second one. Okay. (laughs) But the money badger. I mean, I don't know what it says about your football team that you sign a guy on Friday and he accounts for every one of your points in the game. But I think it says a lot. <laughs> Michael Badgley, you know, good for you, man. Grew up five minutes down the road, basically. I think technically we looked it up. It was 38 minutes on uh, Google Maps or whatever to get to the stadium because he's from a town just nearby in New Jersey. Shows up. He was money. He lived up to the nickname, the Money Badger. And uh, he's got to be the MVP. That I mean, was my that was my MVP. If I had to pick another guy, um, 
Eddie Jackson played well. Yeah. Who was it? Josh Blackwell had the uh, forced fumble, fumble recovery in special teams. All the was, way up until that Valus Jones Jr. Special team was awesome. Special, special team was good. Other than that fumble at the end. Special teams was good. Yeah. The Bears have like the slimmest margin of, of error. Can we just establish that? They're a it, young, it, rebuilding team. Quarterbacks learning a new offense. You have young guys playing on the offensive line. You got guys on, on one-year, two-year deals on the defensive line. You got a, two rookies starting in the secondary. That margin of error is so... So slim. Like third downs are extremely important. You got to make your opportunities count in the, in the red zone. It's the Bears right now, man. It's just the Bears. All right. The fish man is texting us saying he put a question in the chat. Can you find it? I'm struggling to find it. So, Kent, if you see it, maybe throw it in our private chat because I don't, I don't see it. But, you know, we can't leave the fish man hanging. But, yeah, I think uh, – oh, there it is. Okay. Uh, we got Kevin Fishbane. Uh, you may have heard of him. He works for The Athletic and, uh, you know, sometimes – Oh, he's just being a funny guy with his question. First time, long time. It's third and 10 with the game on the line. Which offense do you trust? A, Bears, B, Wisconsin, C, Northwestern. I'll hang up and listen. I think that's just a mean thing <laughs> to uh, put up there. He's at can home I, and board. Can I say uh, Carmel Catholic? Ouch. What? Didn't you guys just lose the same pat? Yeah, but I still trust them more <laughs> than any of those three other options. Oh, man. it's. Uh, I, I think part of this problem, at least for guys that are covering the team, maybe we're being accused of being too negative, but we've covered this show before. And, and by the way, this is like on the worst end statistically yeah I, I want to like go back to something that you said a long time ago like he, it's okay to hold your quarterback to a higher standard of play yeah it really is the numbers are what they are I mean 34 completed passes over four games I think Justin Herbert had like 27 today <laughs> yeah and I'm like, sorry think about that like 50% completion, 176 passing yards, a 76 or whatever it ended up being passer rating. You can acknowledge that maybe it's baby steps in the right direction. I don't still don't think it's anything to sit here and celebrate, though. Right? Like, I mean, that development and progress still needs to show up as some form of consistency. Yeah. And I think Luke Getze deserves some of this, too. He could probably do some things better to get his young quarterback into a rhythm. I, established Darnell Mooney a bit better, although he did today, like maybe Cole Komet. I agree. I agree. Um, I mean, you could still say, like, the problem is, Adam, that all arguments are now valid about the Bears' passing game. The offensive line has to be better. They can't get beat on blitzes that fast. Like, Lucas Patrick cannot get bulldozed for a sack like that. Then again, Justin Fields can't run into sacks like he did again today. Yes. That also happened. The running game needs to be a little bit better with Tristan Ebner when, when he's in. Receivers have to get open quicker. So Justin feels get those passes out. It's all yeah. of the above. I think that's the problem right there. It's all of the above. It's a lot of different things. Uh, at least they can still run the ball somewhat effectively. Today wasn't as good. And if they're going to gang up and stop the run, then you got to find a way to f- get better production out of the passing game at the same time. Otherwise, this season this is going to start to get out of hand a little bit. Um you know, I think the only good thing about this game coming up against the Vikings next week that you hope is the fact that they're not getting a bye week after coming back from London. 
but I I think that only matters to a certain extent. Maybe they get a little bit behind in their preparation because of it, but I still feel like they're going to be ready to go by Sunday by the time you get to that game, um, and they are at home. So, One thing we haven't addressed yet is that Cody Whitehair left the locker room with his whole right leg in, in a big brace. He was ruled doubtful almost immediately, then ruled out after that. It doesn't sound good for the Bears' left guard. Did you see it happen? I didn't even. It wasn't one of those injuries where they showed a replay or really focused in on it. It was all, just like, well, all that I saw is him sprinting off the field, not so much like jogging off the field after that play. And then one of the linemen was like pointing to him and trying to get a staff member's attention because the the game was still going on. I think the Bears were trying to hurry up things, and Lucas Patrick made like a dead sprint onto the field. So that was my first glimpse. <sighs> Of the reaction, I want to—they were definitely backed up in their own zone when this happened. I don't know if it was one of the sacks or probably one of the short runs, but um, I feel like it, it was look the, good for Cody. Was White it here. the Mooney pass that got overturned? I feel like there was like a break in the action or something. You know, you, you, I think you're right. Yeah, good, good memory. There was a break in the action there. Um, yes, that was the play. So it was—that's a throw Justin Field needs to make. I thought it was a good throw from my vantage point, but it ended up being short. Darnell Mooney almost made the catch. Debatable there a, a little bit, um, but better ball. You need a better ball there. Yeah, you gotta get it up. Gotta get it up. Um, That's what she said. But but that was <laughs> that was the play. That definitely was the play. All right. Um, anything since you're there? Anything from the locker room stand out or that we haven't addressed with anything that the coach or the quarterback said? No. Not okay. really. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for going they, to New Jersey. They, they got to ta- tackle better. <laughs> Darnell Mooney expressed frustration that the, the offense isn't clicking. Uh, Michael Bagley, quite the whirlwind for him, joining the Bears, making four kicks, and then literally kicking in kind of a very whirlwindy situation with, with the wins here in, in the Meadowlands. That's the Met- it's not the Meadowlands anymore, is it? East it's Rutherford, still the New Jersey. Yeah, Whatever you want to call it. The, the swamps in New Jersey. Uh, good performance by him. Ro- Ro- Roquan Smith was upset with his with his tackling. Obviously, the one with when he was one on one with Tyrod Taylor stung him a bit. Uh, Robert Quinn was struggling to figure out why Daniel Quinn got so wide open on those naked bootlegs. But Matt Eberflus gave a better answer on that afterwards. Just a calamity of errors. You know, when the team stats look bad and the individual stats and the plays look even worse, you get what you get. You lose to a an overachieving three and one Giants team. Like that's not a three and one football team. That's not a good football team. They're overachieving. I agree. Matt, Mike Kafka had a, a decent day, but they're not a good football team by any stretch of the imagination, at least in my opinion. No, I agree with you there. Um, all right, final thoughts. I'll start with this, Johns. It's just look, if you're gonna play not to lose, you better not be losing by or like basically losing the whole game. You know what I mean? Like if this if this how this team's going to be where they're just not going to be aggressive, they got to get off to better starts. They got to be winning games. They have to have a lead. Um and correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, they've fallen behind in every game so far. They were down 10 nothing to the 49ers. They got behind to the they actually got ahead against the Packers but then quickly before you knew it were down multiple scores. Um by the end of the first half. Last week, they were losing at halftime to the Texans. And this week, they were losing. What do you got? What are we looking at? I don't know. 
Oh, I thought you. I thought, else. I, I, I thought you Darnell Mooney was going to be. I thought Darnell Mooney was going to be out there with the jugs machine. <laughs> the again. jugs machine. It's like the plane already left, but he's still out there. I mean, that's my final thought. I covered a football game here that was not a good football game. Uh, let me fix the camera there. I was going to say now, and now there's an earthquake hitting New Jersey. I just think you could acknowledge that the Bears are a work in progress but still hope for more progress on a weekly basis. I don't know if we're getting that, specifically with the passing game. And that is all the above. The pass protection, the reads, and the quickness of your quarterback's progressions to your receivers getting open. I still think when you look at the film, you see a couple guys open. There always are, though, but all the above applies to to losses like that. It really does. Both sides of the ball. Can't get blown off in the line of scrimmage. You can't let Daniel Jones get out there in naked boots. Your eyes have to be in the right place. Eddie Jackson can't be one of your best tacklers because he is your safety, although they did blitz him a couple times to stop Saquon Barkley. One of those, it felt like one of those days where the errors just kept adding up. And for the Bears where they're at under Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus, a lot of them are just insurmountable. It's just the truth. They don't have the talent to overcome some of the things that are happening happening on the field, whether as a team or individual plays that are missed. Yeah, well said. I think it's well said. They pretty much have to play perfect football, and they're not doing that. They're not. So, All right. Um, well, safe travels home, my friend. Thank you. We'll be back Tuesday with our midweek episode. Uh, you want to tease that? Because I'm pretty sure we have a confirmed guest. We do. We do, we do, we do. Why am I blanking on the test? Yes, it is Deontay. Yeah. Some X's and O's coming up, everybody, on Tuesday. Love it. Although I feel bad that he has to break down the X's and O's for what we've watched. Feels mean for us to make him do that. Well, he said yes. So he has to do it. (laughs) And he'll be it now. And he'll be there. Little does everybody know, if you join the the athletic, you are contractually obligated to join us on the Hogan Johns and talk about the Bears every now and then. Yeah, and you might dread it, but you might have to do it. <laughs> you anyway. signed up for it. Yes. Talking to you, Nate Tice. Where you at, brother? We're coming after you. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter at Adam Hogue, at Adam Johns, read Johnsy on The Athletic, theathletic.com slash Hogan Johns, where you go to get one of those subscriptions. You can read me at allchgo.com. Check out that YouTube channel as well, chgo for live shows on all Chicago sports teams. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure you go hit the subscribe button. Hit the notification button so you know when we go live. And most importantly, hit like. Tell a friend. Spread the word. Hogan Johns. Appreciate you guys. We'll talk to you Tuesday. See ya. Anyway, uh, who cares?